This is Brandon Rabar, your host for today, and this is a dispatch from Daily Thunder. Every story, every game, every day. Welcome to the Daily Thunder podcast. I am your host, Brandon Rabar, beat writer for DailyThunder.com, and I am joined by absolutely nobody. Nobody wanted to talk about this Game 5 horrific loss with me. I asked Ryan Woods, he said, dude, you're on your own. I don't want to talk about that game. No, I'm just kidding. He had to crash. It was too late for him by the time I recorded. So I'm doing this solo. 114 to 80, a 34-point loss. Houston goes out on top of OKC. So let's just get straight to it. Everyone's talking about the Dennis Schroeder, P.J. Tucker incident. I'll just first off say this loss was not because Dennis Schroeder was ejected. I mean, that didn't help. He was by far the Thunder's best player tonight, and they could have used him to try to come back. You know, in that first half when the Thunder got down, it was Schroeder that really helped the Thunder climb back into the game. And could he have done it again there in that third quarter, in the fourth quarter? Possibly. I mean, I think he could have made it a more competitive game than it was, but it was already out of hand at that point. But I do think it was a much bigger loss for the Thunder than it was for the Rockets losing Schroeder over Tucker. I'll get to what I thought of the actual incident a little bit later, but the Thunder didn't lose because of that. The other big talking point is Russell Westbrook is back. With Russ coming back, the Rockets now had two top 10 players in the NBA, two superstars, and Rockets fans and some analysts just thought that they were going to steamroll the Thunder now because they had another superstar back. I mean, it was great to see Russ back on the court as a basketball fan and as a Thunder fan, But that's not why the Thunder lost either. As great as Russ is, he didn't have some great game coming back. He actually struggled from the field, and I don't think that the Thunder's problems were were Russ-related whatsoever. So it wasn't that. The Thunder didn't lose big because of Russ or Schroeder getting ejected. Neither helped, but what was it? Honestly, it came down to two or three of the Thunder's best players just did not play well at all. Shade Gilgis Alexander has been a star in the making in this series, as he has been all season. He's been fantastic, arguably, besides tonight, the Thunder's best player in the series. But tonight, Shea scored four points, only two for eight from the field, and 0 for four from three in his defense. I love you, Shea, but the defense was, was really bad tonight. Not that he's normally Andre Robertson 2.0 or even – Lou Dort 1.5, but you know, he's usually either passable or decent or good or not too bad. But tonight, Shea really, really struggled. I mean, he just was kind of a turnstile. I expect a much better performance from him in game six, both offensively and defensively. Danilo Gallinari, though, was the most shocking one to me. Now, he only played 22 minutes, but in those 22 minutes, Gallo. The Thunder's maybe best overall offensive player scored one single point. He's the Thunder's best shooter. He's the Thunder's best spacer. And maybe the Thunder's best scorer. 0 for 5 from the field. 0 for 3 from 3. This is Gallo's worst game of all time. This is Gallo's worst game ever. 
Shea's worst game this season, and they both had it in the same game. Maybe it's a good thing, though. Just get it out of the way because they'll definitely bounce back in game six, right? And if this was going to be a big Thunder loss anyways with the way the Rockets were playing well and Schroeder getting ejected, maybe it's a good thing that both Shea and Gallo had bad games to get it out of their system. Also, we all love him. And his defense has been outstanding on James Harden this series. But tonight, Lou Dort, I can't believe these words are going to come out of my mouth. And I'm sorry for even saying it. But Lou hurt the thunder tonight in a big way, both. Well, I mean, mostly offensively. Uh, I don't want to say defensively, although, you know, James Harden went off tonight. And Dort had a couple of iffy calls go against him tonight but Harden made some tough shots and and Dort wasn't his normal lockdown but that wasn't the problem the problem was the offensive side Dort scored six points which is fine until you look at how many shots he took he was three for 16 from the field including 0 for 9 from three it was shades of of Dre Rockets were daring Dort to shoot and he did he he took the dare they double dared him he took the double dare. They triple, quadruple. They nine-time dared him, and he took all of it. He did not want to play a game of truth or dare with Lou Dort. You will lose. He will take the dare every time, and he will do it. Uh, but that wasn't good for the Thunder tonight. That was great for the Rockets. They're playing five-on-four on that end and daring Dort to shoot. Now, we've seen in the bubble that that Dort is, is capable of making three-point shots. I mean, just – in game four, he went three for nine, which isn't great, but it's not bad. That's decent. From three in the bubble, I know that he hit like one or two three-pointers in the first quarter of almost every game, and he's like 30% on the year. Not good, but not terrible. Not 0 for 9 bad, but one of those things, you know, if you're not seeing shots fall and you lose a little confidence, you start questioning yourself, you know how that can go, especially – as an undrafted rookie in the playoffs, although Dort's never lacked for confidence. So I don't know if that was it or if his shot was just off tonight, but, but it's an issue. The Thunder started using him as a screener later on in the game, and that worked some, but they'll have to figure out. I don't know if the Thunder can play Dort and Adams at the same time. The starting lineup is getting absolutely drilled. Is it because a big is out there with Steven Adams. Is it because of Dort being left alone to shoot? Is it a combo of both because that's two non-shooters? Will Billy Donovan switch it up? He subbed Dort out quickly to start the third, but it was too late. That's where the Thunder lost the lead. They lost the game in the beginning of the third quarter, the first few minutes of the third quarter. It was a three-point game at halftime. Then the Rockets made it a 20-point game within just a few minutes. I mean, it snowballed quickly. Donovan made an adjustment just like three minutes in, took out Dort, put Schroeder in. But, of course, we know what happened with that. But it was already too late. I'm really curious to see if Donovan will stick with Dort as a starter or if he'll, he'll go small, maybe take Steven Adams out. I can't see that happening. But it's apparent with the starting lineup that the Thunder have got to make some sort of switch. And if they do continue to start it, they can't play it for much longer or they won't be playing much longer, period. Some positives, though. Let's talk about a couple of positives. Darius Baisley had a double-double. He was only two for 10 from the field, which isn't great, but he did score 10 points, so not bad. He went four for four from the free throw line, two of seven from three-point range, and he had 12 rebounds. So 10 and 12, double-double in 26 minutes. He was only 
I say only like it's a good thing, but a negative seven in a 34-point loss. So Darius Baisley continues to to look good and look like he'll become a player. The bubble has been great for Baisley. It's exciting to see him and his growth. And Dennis Schroeder, before he got kicked out, he was fantastic. He was by far the Thunder's best player. He was arguably the best player on the court tonight before the ejection. 19 points on 6 of 13 shooting, 3 of 8 from 3. He was only a negative one in a 34-point loss. That will tell you right there how big an impact Dennis Schroeder had tonight and how good he was before he got ejected. So just some quick thoughts on that. Did Dennis Schroeder purposely give Tucker a nut punch? I don't know. I don't know. I see why Rockets fans think that he did. But, you know, when you slow things down into super slow motion like that, anything can look purposeful. But in real time, it doesn't really look purposeful to me. And, and here's the deal. It was, like Billy Donovan said in his postgame, an illegal screen. I mean, P.J. Tucker kind of jumped out there. He was moving. And Dennis Schroeder is moving full speed. I don't know. I don't know if it was purposeful or not. I wouldn't have ejected him if I was a ref and I'm taking my Thunder Homer glasses off because you can't see intent. I don't see intent there. I see why they kicked P.J. Tucker out. He walked up on Dennis Schroeder from behind, was talking into his, well, the back of his head and headbutted him while he was looking the other way. So you kind of have to eject P.J. Tucker. And maybe like Donovan said, they felt like if they ejected Tucker, they got to eject Schroeder. I see why Rockets fans are saying he did it on purpose. I see it, but I don't see it. I wouldn't have done it. I don't think there's enough to say that he did it on purpose. And as far as like investigating, come on, Rockets saying that they want him to be investigated, possibly being suspended for for game six. Give me a break. That's ridiculous, especially when there's plenty of video evidence that James Harden kicked Schroeder in the crotch earlier in the series. Give me a break, Houston. No, that's just a no. That's a straight no from me. Absolutely. He got ejected. From this game, be happy with that. That was a big win. If you take away Tucker and Schroeder, that's a big win for the Rockets. Uh, Whether it made a difference in this game or not, probably not, but it didn't hurt, that's for sure. If the Thunder were going to win, it was going to be on the shoulders of Schroeder tonight. Now, you can also talk about the postponing the games, take the Thunder out of a rhythm. They had the momentum. Of course, Russ got more time to heal. Obviously, those things didn't help the Thunder tonight. And you could say that, you know, Chris Paul has been instrumental and amazing and leading over these past few days as the president of the MBPA and the role that he's taken to guide the entire NBA during this time. And from all reports, he's kind of been working around the clock and working tirelessly. I feel like even though he's a pro and he can compartmentalize, he's still a human. It's tough, I'm sure, to come back and be exhausted and to play a game. Chris Paul was fine tonight. He definitely was not the reason the Thunder uh, lost tonight. But he also wasn't his normal dominant self. Bottom line, the Rockets just kicked the Thunder's tails tonight. And they deserved the win. They played great. The Thunder didn't play well at all. Thankfully, whether it's a 34-point loss or it's a one-point loss, it's just a loss. And now it's 3-2. And the Thunder, all season long, have come back from deficits from big holes, and now they're in a 3-2 hole and they face elimination. I expect a much better game on Monday at 5.30 Central because this Thunder team fights back when they are down. They are resilient, and I expect 
I'm not saying that I think the Thunder will win, but I think it'll be a very good game, and I wouldn't be surprised to see this Thunder team take this to a game seven. I originally predicted the Thunder in seven, but anybody who knows me when I was making the prediction, I was waffling between the Thunder and the Rockets in seven. I just felt like it was going to be a seven-game series because I felt like these were two evenly matched teams overall. So I'm sticking with that. I'm going to say that the Thunder do win a close game six and force a game seven. And after that game, after that game six win, I will be here on this Daily Thunder podcast, hopefully joined by Ryan, who's not going to bell on me if the Thunder win. Thank you for listening to the Daily Thunder podcast. (laughs) 